Blog Talk Radio. Radio, we're live on Sea Time, the Entrepreneur Academy. And today is always a great day to be on air. Today is April 25th, 2019, and we are live preparing for another amazing show. And we have a very special guest today that is going to enlighten us and have a great conversation about some things I'm sure a lot of us have questions about, curious about, and or have interest in. And may not know how to go about it. And our special guest, Janae Buchanan of SJB Investments LLC of Atlanta, is our excuse me, is our actual guest today. And she's a real estate investor, property manager, and a real estate agent who also has had the ability to be a social worker and an author. She's been invested in real estate since 2015. She is the proud owner of SJB Investments, LLC, a company that purchases and renovates abandoned properties in the metro Atlanta area. Now, for those who are just tuning into this show, I want you to know that our studio lines are open, and you can call in at 347-826-7520. And if you need to talk with us, one of your keypads, so that way that we know that you're asking to be requested to speak with us live on air, and we'll make sure to uh, ask you your name and let us know where you're calling from. So without further ado, I want to bring on our special guest who has been so diligent about coming on air with us today, and this is a rescheduled show from yesterday. So today is all that matters. Isn't that right, Janae? Welcome to Live Love Radio, yes. honey. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome, darling. It has been a long time coming already. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, awesome. So I know you heard me talking a little bit about some of the great things that you are and about, and I want to brag on you some more, but I said, okay, let me leave her a little something to tell somebody <laughs> something. I want to tell all of them before they get to hear her voice. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's it's awesome to have people that are doing things excuse me, that are doing things and working diligently in a community, okay? <laughs> Tell you, um, today has been one of those days where you're like, okay, I'm so ready for this show. I'm ready. I got up this morning, was ready to get on air for it. First thing this morning, 7 o'clock. And then you look, and okay, it seems like the day's moving so slow, and then all of a sudden it speeds up, and you're like, oh, my God, we're getting ready to go on air. Where's Janae? Is she ready? Oh, absolutely. Oh, ready on air. <laughs> I have those days all the time, believe me. (laughs) 
Hey, Janae, if you would, sweetheart, you know, I had the pleasure of coming across you and passing um, in the Henry County area, and I will tell my story a little bit, but I want to, uh, how how we got to meet, but I want you to give an opportunity to speak in regards to just who you are, what you're doing, and how we're on air today um, really featuring the SJB Investments uh, company itself. So if you would just start out telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, and then we'll dive in a little deeper. Absolutely. So my name is Janae Bukin, and I am the proud owner of SJB Investments, LLC, where we basically look around in Atlanta and purchase the abandoned properties and renovate them. Um, Our motto is rebuilding the community, and what better way to do that through housing and real estate? Um, So in 2016, me and my business partner purchased our first property for $18,000. And people don't believe me when I say right. it, so I have to go on Zillow and show them, like, look, y'all, this is for real. I know, right? It's in the record. Um, because, you know, back in the day, unfortunately, with the recession and everything, all the property values just plummeted. And so um, I was working for a college at the time, and we noticed that there was, you know, not a lot of housing for our students. So me and my business partner got together and said, well, why don't we help our students by providing affordable housing for them? So we bought our first property for $18,000, two bed, one bath, um, and it was practically moving ready. The only thing we had to fix was the roof, um, and we okay. fully and furnished said, it. When was, when was that? When was that you guys We just had to. We bought it for 18000 and then we furnished the entire property. Um, the only thing we had to fix was the roof because there was a leak. So we paid only $7,000 to fully furnish it, get the appliances in there, and fix the roof. Um, so after that, we started marketing it to college students, and we were charging $700 per room. Now, mind you, they were right. saving a lot of money because on campus... Two-bedroom? You said it was a two-bedroom or okay. three at the time? Two be- this property was a two-bed, one-bathroom. So um, okay, we so charged 700 for it. No, we didn't, didn't convert, convert it. We it kept it the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we did it. Yep, so we left it the same way it was. Um, we provided washer and dryer, internet, cable, security um, for the students. And we charged them each $700 a room. Um, And then after that, we bought three more student rental properties. Um, I'm sorry, two more student rental properties. And we were able to rent those out as well. So, I mean, it's been a great opportunity for us. And the residual income has been amazing. And now we're learning that we can take the equity out of those properties and reinvest it and fix and flip other properties. Nice, Janae. So the one you said is, is the, the one you paid 18000 You bought it what year? I bought it with what? I said, what year did you say that you bought it? We bought it for 18000 Mm-hmm. No, what, what year did you buy it? Oh, a year. We bought that in January 2016, and we just got it appraised last month, and it came in at 110000 That is so awesome. 
And the reason yeah. I, I, I know you were um, thinking I was asking the price, but I wanted to make sure you, you reiterated the time period that you bought that property because a lot of people don't think that, you know, they would have thought, okay, well, she must have bought that during the recession when everything tanked and everything, you know, fell to the ground. But you're talking about just in the last few years. We're just in now 2019. Right, absolutely. um, We started hitting a recovery period probably closer to 2012, while, you know, really and truly when President Obama was in office, um, he walked into that whole mess. But I would say by his his first term, going into his second term, things have started to kind of level out a little bit. Um, Absolutely. So you bought that first property. You're now looking at less than three years in full. It is already five times greater, um, you know, in regards to the investment itself. It has returned five times greater because now you already have an appraisal of over 100000 But even before um, it got to the point of seasoning here, you've been getting $700. You've been getting $1,400 for that same space. For two and a half years, going on three. Mm -hmm. And the fourth property that we bought for twenty two thousand, we just sold that one for one hundred and forty thousand, and we only put about twenty five thousand into that house in twenty sixteen. So the property values have definitely increased over the last two and a half three years. And Janae, where in the areas are you speaking of that the first property bought in the one you just mentioned? What areas are those in? We purchased in the West End area next to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and next to the Atlanta West Side Beltline. Okay, which neither one of those had matured enough at that point when you bought it, you know? Correct. Um, They've all increased in value. Absolutely. So for you, um, you mentioned you were in school. What school were you in at the time? Um, I'm in school now at Georgia State for the commercial real estate program. Um, But at the time, I was working full-time in student affairs as a resident director. Awesome. See how important it is to, you have to pay attention. You know, a lot of times people think that there's not opportunities. There's always something going on that you can, you know, leverage or try to uh, learn uh, you know, uh, learn a system or learn a process. For you, prior to buying that property, did you own any property before that? I did not. Um, I came right out of the social work program at UGA at the University of Georgia. Um, so when I first started working at the college, um, we noticed the price of the properties in the area, and we felt like that was our opportunity to start investing. Um, so I wasn't in college at the time. I was actually working okay. full time and noticed the the property values and how low they were. And I said, we have to get on this because there are new developments coming in the area. This is a perfect time to buy now. Today, I'm so proud of you, girl. I didn't even know it was like 60 days yet. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I'm like, girl, girl, today, get on my shoulder. Come on, let's ride. Let's go. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) There's this meme on Facebook that is a picture. I think it's Taraji and Viola Davis. And it said, this is the reaction we all need to have when our friends and our sisters 
make it or they achieve something. Girl, Taraji arms was stuck out like a stork girl, and she was like, girl, come here. You can just see it all in her face. That's how I feel right now. Like, Aw, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. So, man, listen, it, 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 it is so easy to um, – it is so easy to um, to hear the process, but people don't realize what it takes within the process. Now, let's right. talk about this, Janae. You just said, "Look, I paid eighteen thousand. We put seven grand in. We did this and did that, and now it's appraised at one hundred twenty thousand. Let's talk about the stuff that people really don't want to know about." Um, on the front end of this situation when they need to look at the whole big picture. Let's talk about some of the issues and some of the things that you've had to deal with from maintenance and um, some things you've encountered that may have been, you know, challenges in regards to, you know, um, not necessarily if it was the first property or the fifth property, but overall. Because um, as a real estate investor, which is what we're talking about right now, um, you, have to, you have to be prepared for the what ifs. I know I talked to you the other day and there were some things going on with the property. So if you would, just kind of elaborate your your experience of, you know, taking those steps. Yeah. So in the beginning, we were just doing student rentals. We bought four rental properties or, well, I'll say three properties and one buy and hold. Um, And then I decided to go into fixing and flipping. And, of course, everybody watches HGTV and they're like, oh, my gosh, I want to flip a house. Um, and it is great to flip a house, but you have to be mindful of the costs that are going to be associated with it. So I always tell clients and other, you know, first-time investors, if this is your first time, you need to have access to capital, to some finances, just in case, you know, there are some other things that need to be repaired that you were not aware of. So you can get all the home inspections in the world. You can get all the contractors in the world to come and check it out. But there might be other things that you might want to do, um, you know, to upgrade it, to be able to, um, you know, pay for it in the event that something happens and you're not prepared for it. So a lot of people are like, oh, I can just jump into it. I'm like, no, you want to go in there with somebody who can help you through the process. Right, absolutely. And so in our world, in project management and real estate, the contingency fund, you got to have a contingency fund. You have to have. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's easy to tell girl, I can go get a new stove, but it ain't easy to go get a new foundation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. Um, yes. Can I tell you what happened with my property? So we were looking, I think God, it's sold now. It's beautiful. Um, When we were first going through the property, of course, we were like, oh, this project is only going to be about 70,000, right? Then they went through the house and they they took up the floors and the floors were completely damaged. Like not the floors, the, the foundation was damaged. Um, and Ooh. so we ended up having to pay an additional 20000 just to redo all of the floors and set up new foundational um, uh, structure. So that was an unforeseen, you know, repair that we didn't know was coming. I walked in the house. My bathroom was basically in the crawl space. It was on the floor. Um, 
So <laughs> I'm laughing at it now, but let me tell you, I bought that property. <laughs> you said what? Oh no, I I I was upset. I was like, this is another twenty thousand dollars that we have to to put into this property. Um, but I mean, it was well worth it. I really enjoyed my first flip. Um, another real estate agent actually bought my house, which was amazing. Um, which shows you how good we did. You know, not to toot my own horn, but um, yeah. So. <laughs> But no, really, um, <laughs> it was a great flip. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, I mean, those were like really some really worst case scenarios. Um, right, let me let me go ahead and, and allow this caller to speak now because if I don't, I'm going to beat up. Hold on one second. Call me alive. Tell me your name and where you're calling from. This is Jazzy, <laughs> and I'm calling from Loudmouth Radio on the other side of the producer. Um, I'm so excited. Like I've been I over feel like, <laughs> Let me come on. Let me come on. Um, I'm so excited because one, I got an opportunity to meet you um when you were having your initial discussion about the show, but I also got excited because from our side of the table and having our hand in um redevelopment and property ownership and and designing our own show and our own life off the market. Seeing that first flip, we have got to post the picture of the of the first flip because that house, I mean, seriously, it was like you sat down with interior designers, contractors, <laughs> architects, and surveyed the area and said, this is the cuteness that needs to be in this area. It was absolutely gorgeous. Thank absolutely you. Gorgeous. And I always talk with, Producer Sunny about where I stand in development and in um, redesigning of an area home and so forth and so on. And you and Sunny are those visionaries that come in from the ground up. And occasionally, I have that mindset. I usually have the mindset from the interior and not in the area. I am not the visionary that says, you know what, this area right here give it just a couple of more years. That's you and <laughs> Right. Right? I'm that little right. girl that goes, oh, girl, you see they brought in a sprout? Okay. Now. That's my husband. Now, boo-boo. <laughs> I can go in and put that investment money in. So my one one of my many questions, I was like, oh, I got so many questions, and I think I'm probably <laughs> going to have to wait to maybe like another time and have that. But some of the questions <laughs> other people have have as well is how do you determine, you know, you saw a need, we we heard that, okay, it's not enough housing for students. Got that. That's a checkbox. I would have been the same way, right? But how do you determine, hmm, better go buy this property? Because there are several areas in the U.S. that have very inexpensive properties. You can buy them all day long, little to nothing, auction them all. People leave their properties because they can't maintain it. So it's stuff out there. But but how do you, and I guess it's a crazy question, how do you kind of have the insight to say, I'm going to buy here and this is going to be a, a, a good place? Is it a feeling? Is it a dream? Did the spirit speak to you or what? 
Well, for me, it's all about due diligence, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. always driving through the neighborhood to see what's going on on that particular street or that particular community. So if I see a lot of um, renovations on a street, I'll look and Mm -hmm. say, okay, I will be able to use that as a comp meaning that if they sold that property for $200,000, i will be able to sell my house for at least that amount on that street. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the many ways that I'm able to do that. And like I said, doing my research, um, using the resources that we have available, even through Zillow and through the Georgia MLS and um, looking to see what properties have been sold recently so that I can do my renovations and sell it for a similar price. Um, I also look at new developments. So like I was mentioning before, the West Side Beltline um, is an area that is very popular. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you kind of look at Ponce City Market, just look at what has occurred over there. They have $750,000 townhomes. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's a little, okay, absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what can I do in my community? <laughs> yeah, what can I do in my community to make it more affordable? Because the people in the West End area are not paying $750,000 for a townhome. So right. I try to, you know, purchase a property at a low price. I will negotiate it down as much as I can. Still do quality work, of course, to these properties and sell them for an affordable price. So that's my mission because I don't want to displace people because they can't afford it. Um, you know, people have been living there forever and right. for properties to just increase at that amount, I think is amazing at the same time, but we still need affordable housing in these different areas. So now, like, they're going to build the Beltline next to, um, it's off of University Ave in the Pittsburgh, Atlanta community. So I would drive through those areas and see what properties can I purchase at a lower price because they're usually just sitting there and abandoned. So I can find a way to, you know, purchase it at a lower price, um, do the beautiful renovations that we do with our tray ceilings and our decks and, you know, our little wine racks, you know, stuff like that. So make it look very nice and still, you know, provide an affordable price. So, yeah, that's what we do. You know, Janae, the thing that's so funny, um, as you were speaking and you were talking about being displaced and affordability, you know, what's happening in Atlanta and a lot of major cities, even some of your smaller towns, gentrification is coming so rampant that people are not able to even, I don't even know what I want to say, catch up, but they can't even uh, stay up with the speed of things developing. And there has become this trend that, especially when you have a lot of um, attraction of major corporations like Amazon was courting Atlanta and other cities. And so there was this huge rush to start developing. And and you you can't tell me that um, some of these communities are are pre-exposing what they think is coming in and they just start immediately tripling, doubling, tripling to push, you know, to push the market 
you know, support right. the market to come up to a level in which they want. Like some of these yeah. places, you can't even justify four or five hundred thousand dollars. And and that's the West that's, End right and, now. And on the sign, that's <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where are all these people? And you know, the funny part about it is, I know a lot of people may not realize this, but the Asian market, the Chinese market, is the, the biggest bias in U.S. real estate right now. They are. You know, they are the number one leading buying market of U.S. real estate. Let's let that sink in. So when you have, like, we <clears throat> Hawaii, for instance, the average, you know, the average home over there is like $750,000. And most of those neighboring people in that area can't even afford to live there and buy their, you know, their own native land. So... Yeah, you'll, like Jesse said, you'll find that they'll start moving to Las Vegas to where they can find more affordability. So for you, Janae, you're also a real estate agent. I know we've had this real estate yes. investor statement and conversation, but you're also a real estate agent. Can you tell us how you got to the point of making that decision? Because you were a real estate investor first, correct? Correct, yes. So if you would share how you got to the real estate agent and what was your deciding factor to go that route? Well, for me, um, I did start investing in 2016, and I remember trying to get so many people to join me in purchasing properties, but they didn't have the financing for it. And so I said, well, let me become a real estate agent and help people purchase investment properties and kind of do what I was doing so that they can create generational wealth for their family. Um, So my goal was to, you know, help other people because so many people are like, Janae, I see you fixing and flipping all these houses. How can I help you? I mean, I'm sorry, how can I get one? And I said, you know, I'm giving them options like, oh, well, you can finance and you can do this and that, but they don't have the money to do it. So for me, I just felt like as a real estate agent, I would have more access to resources, to lenders, to appraisers, to architects to do their floor plans, that it only made sense for me to just do it fully so I can help people find the houses, whether they're a first-time home buyer or investor, and then help them through the process. Um, Unfortunately, in our community, a lot of us are renting. And, you know, even though I'm a real estate investor, I rent out to college students. I don't rent out to single families because I want my single families to live in the house, not rent. So for a college Correct. student, I'm still helping you save your money by charging you a, a, an affordable rate, definitely less than what you would be paying on campus. And then for single families, I'm helping you get in a house. I don't want to see you rent because you're just throwing that money to your landlord when I can find you a property for, you know, a certain price and it'll be less than what you're paying your landlord. And you get equity. Yes. And you get equity in it. And you can pass it down to your family in the event something happens to you. So those are the different things that I said I could do if I was a real estate agent instead of just an investor. And it brings more fulfillment knowing that I can do it holistically than just in parts as an investor. Absolutely. Janae, we're going to take a quick commercial break, sweetheart. You just said a great mouthful. And I hope 
that anyone that hears this show from beginning to end is taking notes because we're going to have the real conversation on here, guys. We'll be right back on Live My Radio. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Ladies, are you looking for the next best find? Don Shea's Shootique will bring out your inner glam. The lady herself, Miss Don Shea, is dedicated to providing you with the latest in Hotlanta fashion footwear. It'll make you stand out at every event. In addition to our amazing prices, we are the go-to source for high-fashion footwear. So stop by and shop online. We're sure to have the right shoes for you. www.donshay-shoes.com That's www.donshay-shoes.com Don Shades is the only place you can go to still be sane and have a suicide. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headaches, you and chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, sports, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, T.C. in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time, we can be reached at ewingchiropractic.com. All right, we're back on commercial break. And prior to our commercial break, our special guest, Ms. Janae, real estate investor, real estate agent. Uh, we're having a great conversation, uh, definitely in regards to just how important it is to, to have the ability to make real estate investments, whether you're doing flipping, buying and holding, or investing in your own family, like she said, right before the commercial break. Then buy your family home and put yourself in position to have an equitable opportunity for future growth and, and future finances. So, Janae, um, thank you for holding. I know we were just talking, um, and you were just kind of highlighting how you started and, and the reasons you uh, went from real estate investment and also became a real estate agent. So, for you now, um, how long have you been licensed as an agent? I just started in December and have sold at least six properties already. Girl, I need to put an applause. Little, I got to get a little applause uh, sound, sound bite <laughs> on that. Girl, I'm over here clapping for you. I, I promise you can see me. I'm clapping for you. Thank so you. Thank you, Janae. Um, you're doing this full-time. 
your managing properties that you have currently, uh, what would you say to someone who is at a point where, um, and I've, I've, I've had I've had this kind of resounding uh, point of conversation and topic. Uh, there are some real estate agents who feel like they don't want to, um, or they feel like it's better that they don't maintain their licenses and just become real estate investors. What's your thought on that? Um, I mean, to each his own, absolutely. But for me, I just have a niche, and I feel like it works for me. Um, you know, if they want to just invest because they have the opportunities to you know, purchase the property and renovate them and do it on their own and not have to go through an agent because they are an agent. I think that, right. you know, that's, that's completely up to them. But I prefer to help anybody I can. So if you're a first-time home buyer, I would love to help you with down payment assistance and get you into that dream home. And if you're a first-time investor I, or even a seasoned investor, I would love to help you, you know, as well with that. Um, I've run into some just who are got their license so they can be an investor and you know that works for them so I mean some people don't have yeah go ahead you said some people don't have what honey and I was just gonna say that's their personal preference you know so I to each his own honestly Absolutely. So for you, um, what areas, do you have specific areas that you focus in, um, or that farm areas that you target primarily more than others? Um, as an investor, yeah. So anything next to the Beltline and to um, new developments is where I look. Um, because like I said, the areas right now that unfortunately – um, where people are being displaced, I want to be able to rebuild that abandoned property and make it affordable for someone to move into. So um, anytime I go into a neighborhood, I'm getting to know the neighbors, I'm getting to know the people in the area, and if they rent, I'm even talking to them about, let's get your credit repair up so I can find you a house so you can stop renting from your landlord. <laughs> you see me building you know, this house, this but I can put you in a house. <laughs> right, and this is the part. The, the the other part of the challenge, the other part of the equation, is that also the credit side is a big factor. There's you know multiple levels of education processing that's happening here, and the financial right. literacy is one of the biggest shortfalls. Um, and it it's 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 at a point where. Um, you know, I actually have seen most commonly, um, I mean, most recently, that there has become um, a, re- a revamp of what used to happen in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s when some communities were stirring um, people away um, because of their race. You know, um, there was intentional things that were being done to deter, uh, you know, certain certain uh, nationalities or class of people coming into an area. And, right. you know, the, the, front, the, the laws that have been impacted for consumer laws and fair housing, and we all know those things are in place, but you know very much still that this is still happening. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's so prevalent. So, like, when you're saying, like, the West End, for those who may not know what the bit line is, you know, initially this project was – 
was developed to um, revamp and, and renovate areas um, like Janae is speaking of where homes had become, um, you know, lower values, a lot of them were abandoned, um, was not as manicured as some of the areas that may be a little more posh in the city. So initially uh, the city of Atlanta was heavily backing the Beltline to be affordable housing, right? Somewhere in the last seven, six, seven years, that affordability has now become an average of, like we were saying, four, five, six hundred thousand easily, right? Right, and that um, is not affordable. And, and that's not affordable. And so, you know, the, the other part of this that becomes a question, too, is because that, you know, to find these properties is not the easiest thing, right? Um, right. And just like what you're saying, there's other people with the same rationale of thought. So you're competing with other people who are also trying to buy into these areas. Um, and so here you have Janae and SJB Investments that say, look, I want to buy this property. I might have bought it for twenty, thirty thousand, 30000 And we put 40000 or 50000 in it, and then the property improves. And now it can be a, a livable three-bedroom, two-bath for a family. Right. And what's so important about the work you're doing too, Janae, is that uh, the other factor is that, you know, once those values of those houses increase, that also means that the tax amounts are going to are going to change and differentiate, you know. Um, right. So, in the development side of it, what you're doing is so important uh, because it's not like you're trying to take people on a ride and blow them out, you know, by right. you know, putting them in something they just really can't afford. Um, right. That's still very much happening, you know, just because you get approved. For two hundred thousand does not mean you need to buy at the top of that amount. Absolutely. Right? So even for you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so and, and like you said, the student housing, same thing. You know, the, the scholastic side of education is so far beyond that. Some of you know some of the schools' tuition, not even counting room and board, is so significant. So to be able to to provide housing like you have. Um, and you also did something, too, that was very important that needs to be spoken on, if you would, Janae, uh, speaking of students and, 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 and teaching. Would you share with our listening audience about your um that Absolutely. you published and how you came about yes. doing that? Yes, please. Yes. So a lot of people don't know about the field student affairs. Um, basically, which is in higher education. So when you're working for a college, um, even in undergraduate school, you can become what is called a resident assistant, where basically you are the mentor for the residents on your hall or on your floor. So as an RA, and this is what I always tell high school seniors, when you get to college, apply for the RA position because they will, especially at a public school, they will give you free housing and free meals and a stipend on a monthly basis. Um, and through this position, you develop so many leadership skills. And the great part about Absolutely. that is it doesn't stop. Yeah, and because, I mean, you are the mentor. You're helping everybody with their issues, you know, transitioning from high school to college. Um, and even when you're done with that, you can go on and be a resident director where you now manage the actual the actual residence hall 
or the dorm room is what they call it. We don't call it dorm. We call it residence hall. But um, as a residence hall right now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because the dorm is where it's just all dreary and blah, blah, blah. A residence hall is where you live and where you thrive. Um, And so the route that I took was um, I became a resident director where they pay for your housing. So you live on campus for free. You get um, you get to eat for free, and then you also get a salary. So not just a stipend, but an actual salary. But you are responsible for taking care of that hall. Um, and so I was also a graduate resident at UGA, and my master's degree was only $100 because I was a graduate assistant. So there are different opportunities girl, girl. out there. Yes, yes. My tuition was twenty five dollars. Mine was a hundred thousand. No, 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 no. A hundred dollars, one zero zero, because you are working. Because you're working. I want my, I want my money, I want my money A lot of people say that. <laughs> no, it was a hundred dollars. Yes, because I worked for housing, and there at UGA, um, we lived there for free. We were able to eat there for free, and our stipend was eleven hundred dollars a month. And I was able to do a study abroad trip to Africa, and my tuition was still twenty five dollars. So there are ways uh-huh. around it. Hey, I did a study abroad here. Mine was 2500 I want my money back. Hold on. Somebody let me call. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The neighbor's on my yes. home. roommate. Somebody overcharged me. They called me. I'm telling you. I mean, yes. Oh, yes. I, I know. So, I, of course, that was just a tuition. Of course, you had to pay for your oh, flight to get there and for your own vaccinations and other personal stuff, but my tuition was right, still $25. Right. So I always tell people, you know, I didn't take the route of, you know, doing the nine to five per se, you know, the mm-hmm. traditional route, but I always tell, like yeah. even my younger sisters, I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm not saying follow my path. I'm just saying that this may help you. you up on game. I'm just saying. <laughs> And it's so funny because oh, yeah. now you're talking to I remember all my little resident assistants. They used to be on the hall. They used to be like, hey, so now she's like, hey, y'all, what's up? You know, but I'm, <laughs> and I'm you could have been an RA. Playing. God knows. Yeah. I was basketball. And so, you know, gotcha. I, I, I did have a different route. You know, I was blessed. I had, My housing was incorporated in my stuff, too, now. now it was the absolute, See, there you go. Grade. It, it, yeah. At the graduate level, I lost my mind, girl. That's what it got. Right. <laughs> it got real expensive. Girl, I got oh, yes. like, yeah, we're going to give it to you, but we're going to give it to you. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so, but uh, it's possible. Yeah, I tell people all the time, different. apply for graduate assistantships, and you can get your tuition waived as low as $25, depending on which department and depending on the school. And see, I swear I think that your book needs to be a given freshman orientation manual, like here. Like these are the things that you're not going to be told, you know. Even the parents, you know, um, 
parents don't know. They don't have, you know, right. a lot of, especially a lot of our black and brown children, a lot of our, our youth are first generation. You know, I was the first generation to go to college away from home. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, right. And, and so when you're going away, it's a, it's a big difference in the state of state. You know, the cost factors, the things that you need, um, right. the support that you need, the systems in place, totally different. And so not only that, Janae, but you're also imparting and setting them up for a, a, a higher level of financial literacy coming out of Absolutely. college without having mm-hmm. a, a huge amount of debt. And right. you, you, you're having savings. You know, that doesn't really happen, you know. Right. Um, you, you know, let's be real. You know, the the the, the, the likeliness of for the average student to have that is not very common. Um, right. And two, I also, I'm going to tell you what also is amazing, Janae, having those principalities of a resident assistant, becoming a resident director, you were already walking in the path of landlord and ownership. You know what I'm saying? You were already yes. starting the pre-seasoning of what you're now doing, which is amazing. Right. Building that, you know? uh, bridging the gap um, is what we call it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, you know, even though you may not even recognize where you were going to go with it. Um, I'm extremely right. proud of you. And now you're, you're in Thank school, you. Um, you know, with the commercial real estate, which is amazing because I, I actually, I have my real estate license in Florida. I haven't licensed in Georgia yet. But, you know, like most of us, I went through the school process there. Um, and, I, you know, you know you're aware that, you know, people, um, that there is a real estate uh, degree path that some schools right. do offer. Um, but the commercial real estate side, um, that's that's truly high development. I mean, you're already taking those steps of of one of the things that I love, which is development, renovation, revitalization. Um, yeah. So important. And, Janae, you're... I, I, you're under 35, correct? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm 29. I just turned 29 in February. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. Um, so you, Thank you. You're under 30. Um, what is so important at this point for you? Um, I know you're doing a lot of things. You're investing in yourself um, with the education aspect. What's, what's two or three goals for yourself from this point now that you have not achieved? That you like to well, that's a good question. Um, so right now, because of my background in student affairs, I would love to, ve- to develop my own student housing apartment. Um, that's why I joined commercial real estate because, you know, that's what I'm used to. That's just what I know. So I feel like um, mm-hmm. providing that affordability for college students and kind of running it my own way. Um, I was thinking the other day, like how I would go from managing student housing to now buying and owning student housing. Yeah, because it's not just about managing it anymore. It's about creating that generational wealth for you and your family. So I'm like, if I can help college campuses through privatized student housing and help them develop more and, you know, uh, give more opportunities to college students, then why not? Um, And the reason I approach, yeah, and the reason I approach Mm -hmm. students is because we know when college students come out of college, 
they are in so much debt. I mean, it's just alarming. Oh, yes. And then when you get done, uh, then when you get done with undergrad, you either go to a master's program or you go into corporate or the real world and you're still trying to pay off all of this debt and it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, it becomes overwhelming. So for me, it's countries that we do that to our folks, and it's, it's, it's so, you know, like you like I have had the international experience. If you go to Europe, yeah. like France or London, you can't, there is no college tuition. These right. astronomical uh, costs to, 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 to attend college. And it's, it's sad because this is the country's leaders that you're already right. oppressing before they even get an opportunity right. to figure it out. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, oh, absolutely. It's a trap. It's, it's like a, it's like yeah. a big trap. And, um, you know, I think what you're doing is so, so important. Um, I'm not Thank going to interrupt you. you. So that was one goal. What's, what's another goal? Give me at least one or two more. Okay, another goal, I love to travel. I've been to Australia, Africa. We got married in Cancun. Um, I am really looking forward to um, building a resort in, I don't know where yet. I'm going to get there, though. I don't I haven't pinpointed a place, but eventually I would like to do an all-inclusive resort. Yes. I'm with you on that, sis. Keep me, keep me posted. Let's do it. <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> oh, my God. And see, and, and I'm going to tell y'all right now, y'all heard him loud. We on the radio. It's April 25th, 2019. I don't care if you hear this five years from now. You you are witnesses to me telling you that I said we're going to do this. So she's trying to ask Shady, act like she don't know me, and she act like she don't. I'm like, girl, I got my settlement money. Come back over here. I got my pre-settlement money for the um, down payments we got to do. There you go. I got it. What you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Janae, that is awesome. Now I I push the envelope. Do you have a third one you wanna you wanna put out there? Because you know this is manifestation work. This is this is how we get started. So Um, I do want to become a broker. So, you know, right now I'm an agent and I'll have to do this for the next three years um, because I would love to mentor and help other agents build their business and, you know, create more generational wealth for our family. That's just my goal in life is that when my kids get here, they don't have to struggle. Um, They will know the meaning of hard work. Mommy and daddy are not just giving you whatever you want. No, you have to put the work in. But I just want to, you know, create that generational wealth for my family and others. So, yeah. Well, honey, you're well on your way, and I commend you. I think Thank that um, it, it, it has to happen. We just have to start, you know. Um, it's not that fear won't be there. It's not that intimidation sometimes won't be there. Um and what you don't know, there's somebody that does, you know. Right. Um, what what I'm coming to to, to I'm, I'm coming to a, a, my own point of of reference, Janae, when it comes to um, collaborating. The one thing I love about real estate is that it's always enough out here for anybody. And um, right, 
it's a win-win, you know. So naturally to me, my thought is let's network because even if I have a listing and you have a buyer, we both are going to have opportunity to win on it or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah. So collaboration and networking. Yeah. Collaboration, networking, um, you know, straight up get your Legos and some Lincoln laws and building blocks. You know what I'm saying? So Right. You know, Absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I think yes. I, I think honestly, I wanna ask you this question. I, I have a taken thought of it. I know that you just started at sixteen. Um I used to work with a lot of different investors right in, right before the bubble and after the burst, burst of the recession hit. Um, Atlanta went through a, you know, a huge dip because Atlanta was always one of those markets where real estate was a prevalent um, part of the economy. So right. after the eight, 2008 recession, um, oh, there was a big transition that took place because prior to that, honey, everybody was a real estate agent. Almost one out of every right. 10 people you would meet, really, probably was two out of every 10, was a real estate wow. agent. And, you know, everybody knows it was not a secret. Atlanta was a, a large hub for predatory lending. Um, you know, there's still some, still some of us out here that are still predicating through that situation, even from right. 10 or 12 years before. Um, and so I recognize, and I can remember um, in, in Florida and Georgia, which were those two were big markets, California, where people were building so fast. And I remember, the, you know, the institutions were lending two or three times the values of, of some properties. People were taking 150% of the equity out of the properties and stuff like that, um, which, you know, you got to be safe with, you know. Um, right, but I can remember seeing the sequence, and then when that crash happened, it hit like a bullet. I do feel wow. like we are on a trend to where we may hit another tipping point. You know, um, I do feel like we're at a point where um, the values of some of the properties are just like how you said, yes, yeah, seven hundred fifty thousand, right? Some things you're just not even justifying. Right. Right? And so as an investor, as a real estate agent, even a buyer, even a seller, you have to pay attention to the things that's going on in the market. And I think, Janae, what I love about what you've said and what you've been doing is you have to buy right. Right. Number one, you have to buy right. And in buying right, like Janae said, you want to get comps. You want to you know, evaluate the neighborhood and the area and look for pricing and things that are being sold. So, right. you, Janae, what do you feel, um, do you feel, one, that we are going to hit another uh, another burst when it comes to real estate, uh, you know, the sales side of things? Do you think we're going to hit that tipping point when we come back down and hit again? Maybe not as big as the 808 recession, but do you think we're going to hit another tip like that within the next couple of years? Um, I even in our commercial real estate class, we talk about this all the time that real estate is, um, you know, goes in cycles, and every nine years, except right. the, you know, expect a dip. Um, but for me, I feel like even if you know something did happen, that would be a great opportunity for someone to buy. So we bought our per mm-hmm. you know, we it bought our property happen. at eighteen thousand. So for us right. that was 
the perfect time to buy. So for other people who may yeah. not have the funds right now, you may have them later on. And I'll tell you this, with real estate, I feel like you cannot go wrong with real estate if you do it the right way. At all. So right college, students, right. Yeah, college students are always going to need a place to stay. That's right. Period. Yeah, oh, of course. Of course. But the reason I say college yeah. students is because I'm trying to get single families into a house, not renting. So for us, everybody's always going to, right. So for That's us, it. everybody's always going to need a place to stay. But the way that we, our business strategy is that we provide affordable student housing. So for us, a student is always going to pick living with us versus on campus because it's just right. it's just too expensive to live on campus. So if you strategize it correctly, yeah, oh, a lo- yeah. definitely a lot more freedom. <laughs> you don't have to worry about quiet yeah, hours and my neighbor said this and this and Visitor. that. You have your own bathroom. If you can, yeah, you don't have to do a community bathroom. All these different things. So for us. Somebody's always going to need a place to live. Um, we cater to students, and we know that this is going to always be a situation where our houses will always be full. So, um, yeah, I think even if there's a dip, you can still get in there when the prices are lower and make the best of it. Absolutely. Oh, another thing I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, tax sale liens. A lot of people don't know about tax sale liens. So there are a lot of abandoned properties where people have not paid, you know, um, the taxes on these abandoned properties. And you might not be able to afford 65000 for a house, but you might have 10000 that you can pay on the delinquent taxes. So there's always room. And I'm, you won't believe this, Sonny. Um, we just bought cool. a commercial lot for one thousand ninety seven through a tax sale lien. One thousand ninety seven dollars. I ain't got no words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So you might not have tons. Look, you might not have tons of money. I didn't say give me thirty thousand. I said $1,097 for a commercial lot that they have not, they haven't paid the taxes on it in over seven years. So now we're wow. buying commercial lots wow. so that we can go and build affordable housing on those lots. I'm not paying hundred thousands of dollars for it. You know what I mean? So you just got to know this, the right people and you got to do your research. Yes. Absolutely. Is it? It's in the metro yes. area. See, that's awesome. Yes, it is. I'm gonna talk about you when we get off the phone. We're gonna have a conversation <laughs> on the side. But, <laughs> but, but you know, time is But you know what? It's opportunity, and you gotta be ready. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's you don't have to have a bunch of money. No, yes. exactly. But but have yes. have the willingness to be prepared. Right. Correct. I love it. Now, have you guys already closed on it and, and purchased that? So, we well, with the tax selling, it's a little bit different where you have to wait. Um, you have to reach out to the owner of the property 
Um, and like I said, we do abandoned stuff. We don't do buy tactile leaves on people that are living in their house because I think that's just absolutely right. foul. Um, so we right. look for abandoned properties, abandoned lots, because we eventually want to do affordable housing. And what better way to do that than purchase the tax sale lien and then eventually have ownership of it? So, yeah. Well, if you would, sweetheart, elaborate on just kind of like how that process takes place. With the, right. The, okay. The so, part, part of it. Yeah. So for tax sale liens, I basically, like I told you before, drive through the neighborhoods and look at the abandoned properties. So as I'm driving through, okay. I'll look it up because it's public record of property taxes. So if Absolutely. I go online to mm-hmm, Q Public Net is the the website for Atlanta. I don't know what it is for other states, but Q Public Net is where you can go and look at the taxes to see if they've been paid. So as I'm driving through, I look it up. I'll say, okay, they haven't paid the taxes on this abandoned property in seven plus years. Okay, I'm going to contact the city of Atlanta, see what the payoff amount is, and if it's eligible for me to pay the tax sale lien on it. And if it's within my budget and it's a good deal, I'll do the tax sale lien. Now, this is the catch. You have to wait a year and a day for the tax sale lien. However, if you when you contact that owner and they don't want the property, you can say, hey, I'll pay you whatever amount to get you to transfer this property into my name. And if they say, okay, right. you have ownership of the, you can do the quick claim deed and transfer ownership into and your name. no wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no wait. But if they don't get back to you in a year, and I'm sorry, if they do want to pay the taxes, then they have to pay you interest on that. And it can be up to 20%. So it's a win-win situation for you either way. You're either going to get the interest on the taxes or you're going to get ownership of the property. So I, like I said, we only go through, I want to make this clear because I don't want nobody saying, Janae is taking people out of their, house, out of their houses. No, no, no. This is abandoned properties right. that have been sitting for years and it's just the eyesore in the community, and it's bringing the property values down. Right, and you can you can always pinpoint them and see them. You know, they probably got really high bushes, windows, roofs. Oh yeah, be, for um, sure, dilapidated. So yeah, many. Um, there there's many. It's just it, it takes work. You know, you have to be diligent, right. and you have to right. be willing to be patient and work the process. And I think that's right. the biggest thing that people fall short on. Right. So for you, sweetheart, what what is your next, uh, what's your next year look like? My next year looks like student housing. So I'm about to flip two properties. Um, Both properties I found for $65,000. Um, one property needs less than fifteen thousand worth of renovations, and the other one needs a little bit more work. But <laughs> after okay, I flip these two, just a little, a little bit more work, it's a little touch. Um, so after we flip okay. these two properties, I'm trying to go into commercial real estate, um, where I want to go ahead and um, purchase some land and do some multifamily. Um, housing 
And it probably won't be uh, in the Western area. I'm looking in other areas because it's just so expensive in the Western right now just to build maybe too much. So I'm looking in other areas outside, right. not too far, but um, for the, cause we know people are going to be displaced, right? We just know it's going to happen. So if I can have an affordable housing in an area that's not that far, um, you know, from the West End where they can still be near, um, I can still have affordable housing for people who will be displaced. I love it. I love Thank it. you. I think that, um, you know, it's about just having intention and sticking with the intention and seeing it through. And, you know, things like our meeting happens. So I said I was going to wait. I wanted to allow you to really just kind of shine on the aspect of just all the things that you're doing. And I had the pleasure of meeting Janae. I was actually out, and I, I think I had left a meeting and came up to the stoplight, and Janae was literally sitting next to me in her car, and she had her magnet on her car. I thought real estate, that's all it took. And I was like, ooh, ooh. So I started dialing her. Janae's on the phone with her her clients. She's actually trying to go and take them, take them to a showing. So I'm talking to her on the other phone, like, hey, hi. I'm, I'm like, I'm right here. You see me? <laughs> and we exchanged numbers. Oh, my God, it was so funny. We exchanged numbers. Um, actually, I know I, I actually told you about a property, uh, a, a, a subdivision checkout to, to try to see if something could, could match up to what you guys were looking for. And nonetheless, right. um, you know, Later that afternoon, a few hours later, we spoke, and I got an opportunity to just find out. Uh, and I knew you were amazing just from our first initial conversation, and I was like, this is so awesome. Thank so, you. to go from there to have this conversation with you right now, it was never, ever a disappointment. And I'm so glad that I called you and you took the time to talk to me. Because now when the world gets to know the greatness of Janae and what you're doing. <laughs> and, um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, I love it. I, I can tell you that, you know, when you meet amazing people and, and they just have these, this great aura about them, this great air about them, you let them know. And especially our young folks, you got to really, really, really impart. Um, and and, and, and let, it's nothing wrong, you know, we're quick to tell people, the negatives, but we don't hear enough of the positives, you know. Right. So, right. Um, it, it was, Jasmine and I, we had a complete uh, moment of pleasure spending time with you and talking with you when we met up after that uh, initial conversation. And even today, I'm, I'm so glad that we could take this time to, to open you up and pick your brain and let you share um, just the things that you're doing and why um, people want to connect to you and, 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 and also partner up with SJB Investments. And, um, Janae, if you would, share your social media handles, how they can contact you, just all that good Absolutely. stuff. Yes, yeah, so my website is www.janaebukin.com. That's J-A-N-A-Y-B-O-U-C-A-N. Dot com. I also have an Instagram, Janae ATL Realtor, um, the same for Twitter. Um, I also have LinkedIn, and I also have a Facebook page. 
So please go out there and check them out. So if you want to see the recent fiction flip I did on Gardenia, you won't even think it's the same property. Um, but yes, check it out. Oh <laughs> yeah, that duplex conversion to a single family house was amazing. Um, and you can also reach me um, on my cell at 404 859 5703 and my email address com. Janae, thank you so much, darling. What, what okay. closing remarks would you like to make? And after that, I'll just wrap it on up because this has just been a, an amazing show all the way through. I know she has posted at me. Stop saying amazing all the time. I'm, I'm sorry. You're correct. <laughs> this has been a thorough educational experience. And so. <laughs> If you would, share what you would like to to, to leave off with. So, yeah, I would say that it's important to create generational wealth for your family. Go ahead and get that credit score up because that's important for you to do anything in life. Um, And to all my high school seniors and college students, please take a look at my book, because I can save you so much money. Remember, $100 for a master's degree. You can't beat it. So check that well, book out, A Guide to yeah. Living <laughs> A Guide to Living Mortgage and Rent-Free. That's out on Amazon, Kindle Edition, and Paperback. So check it out. Leave some feedback. And, uh, yeah, God bless you all. Thank you, Janae. God bless you, too, sweetheart. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us today on Loud Mouth Radio. And we hope that the Tea Time Peace will just open you up to some more uh, great partnerships and connections and clients. And, and if you do business with Janae, you're going to do it the right way. So I love it. Thank you. Thanks, Janae. You have a good one, darling. You too. Bye-bye. to the Loudmouth Radio Network. On a tight budget, find local savings on loudmouth.com. Find great Q- Sunny and Jazzy of Loudmouth TV is taking off with a brand new show, Off the Market, with its first season within the beautiful state of Hawaii, featuring some of the most sought-after areas of beachfront and inner island properties on the island of Maui and Oahu. Tune in to each episode with host Jazzy Jones-Smith as she talks to feature real estate agents as they showcase their open house listings to private homeowner tours where you just might find a house that you may want to take off the market. I'm a
you're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.